Hi everyone, I'm Joanna and I'm here with my co-host, Neil. Neil! Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to New Year, New Look, New Page, a podcast about teen television shows, movies, and all related pop culture teen moments. Neil, how are you? Um, I'm doing great. I mean, except for this whole week, just, you know, being quarantined and, you know. Yeah, this, is, I'm doing good. this is like the fifth week of quarantine. You know, I'm just sometimes like randomly crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you do that, but sometimes it'll be like in the middle of the day. It'll just be like an hour and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to shed a tear. I'm just going to shed a tear. I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm doing nothing. Like, you you're, know, just like, I, you're just like, I'm so lonely. Yeah. I'm, I'm so bored and lonely and overwhelmed with the situation and not being able to see anyone and not being able to hang out with my friends. And so I completely understand. Yeah. I like, completely understand randomly crying at things. I just always happen to have, like, a show on, so I will cry at anything. Oh, yeah, I'm like that, too, and it's during the most random shit. Um, but, I, but I will say I did not cry during Bring It On. <laughs> I did not shed a tear for that movie either. Dinner. No, no. <laughs> is the movie that we are discussing today for our uh, series of 90s movies, uh, rewatch of, well, 90s and 2000s, instead of going into like television shows, because guess what? Just want to reminisce about some great times previous to quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. It was great to like go back in time in the year 2000. Although, Um, it was like, were they great times? <laughs> well, yeah, that that is a controversial thing that I was I was like, oh, this movie doesn't really hold up that much. It's like actually very problematic, but we'll talk about yes, that later. Yes, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> First, we have to discuss some hot topics that have happened this past week. And as we discussed before, there were a lot of events, a lot of stay-at-home broadcast events. So many. Um, so many. First, I think we should discuss the Saturday Night Seder, mm-hmm. because I did not watch that. Yeah, it was, I watched it. I didn't watch all of it. I found out about it pretty late from my sister she texted me like are you watching this i'm like no this sounds amazing but it was like a live streamed thing on like youtube or something um and they got like seriously every jewish celebrity you could think of you know like sarah silverman andy cohen um yeah like just um just so many uh, dina menzel like just so many jewish stars and even stars that are not Jewish were there. Oh, you know who was there? Um, they had uh, Nina West, the drag queen. Ooh. I don't know if she is Jewish, but that would make sense to me if she is, because she just comes oh. from Jewish. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, she was there too, and I love that they had a drag queen um, there. But yeah, they Especially kind of- Especially Nina West, because yeah. 
I have a weird connection to Nina West. Yes. Which is that my boss went to prom with Oh, me. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. I love that. Yeah, she grew up in Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah, it's near like near Pittsburgh, like maybe in Ohio near like Yeah, I thought it was like Ohio or something somewhere Yeah, like and she was talking to me about when we went to uh, work the world, mm-hmm. I had mentioned that we were going to see a bunch of queens from season 11. And then she was like, oh, my God, I actually know Nina West, like, personally and went to prom with Nina West. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great to, to hear. I did not know that she was Jewish, but that's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if she is either, but I assume she is. Like, well, she yeah, you mentioned that there were non-Jewish yeah, I don't know if she was, but she kind of comes across that way. She kind of has that Jewish comedy sort of. Um, oh, that's thing. true. So I don't know. But uh, but yeah, she was great. And then, um, yeah, I uh, I mentioned this to you um, off pod, <laughs> Joanna, yeah. but but um, they had a uh, amazing duet between uh, Cynthia Erivo and Shoshana Bean singing When You Believe, which is from The Prince of Egypt. Uh Famously sung by Mariah Carey and the late, great Whitney Houston. R.I.P. And um, it was so phenomenal. And I cried during it. I was like, because I love that song. It's such a sweet song. And um, And probably well done. Oh, my God. They're such Revo is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were both such beautiful singers. And they they had the the guy who I think... um, wrote that song playing like the piano um and i think he he might have done some other animated films too other than prince of egypt but whatever but um but yeah it was really great so this was all because of passover right yeah yeah it's because of passover so um it was nice because you know like couldn't celebrate Passover like usual this year. So it was nice to kind of celebrate with some random Jewish celebrities. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Just like how my parents watch Andrea Botticelli uh, sing (laughs) a couple of songs on Easter Sunday. Oh, did he? Oh, that's great. I love that. He, he was live casted at the Duomo of Milan. It's some extravagant looking uh, Catholic church in the middle of Milan. And he sang a couple of songs, you know, like your basics, your Ave Maria <laughs> and one other song. I don't really know, but it was great. So, you know, Seder, Saturday night Seder and then Easter in Milan. It was quite beautiful. That's great. I love that. Right? Everything for um, the Jews and the Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Oh, you know who also was at the Third Night Seder, but I missed him? Uh, Dan Levy. And I love Dan Levy. Um, Dan yeah. Levy? From Schitt's Creek. <gasps> oh. It's David. Oh, I love him. I know, I and so much. I've actually been watching the new season of Schitt's Creek, like, live while it's air- been airing, and mm-hmm. they aired the series finale, like, two weeks ago, and it was so good. How Not are you watching this? 
It's on uh, Pop TV, and I get it through YouTube TV. Oh, you do? Yeah, so I've been recording it. If you actually want to, you can use my account if you want. Oh, (laughs) I do. It's really good. (laughs) I really do love Schitt's Creek. That was a very, very good show. And I've essentially just watched it on Netflix. I was not impressed with the first season. But then no, Kaylee, the season wasn't that great. Yeah, but then Kaylee was like, you gotta watch, you gotta, you gotta watch. Keep the going, it gets so much better. With each it's season, it gets so much better. It's truly. A, it's a wonderful series. And so also I did not realize that's how you pronounced his last name. Because <laughs> yeah. I always called it you uh his dad Eugene Levy. I maybe it is Levy. And so I was kind of like I don't know. I always get that wrong too. So maybe it is Levy. Maybe it's I don't maybe know. It's Levy. it could have, you know, it could be like a Chrissy Teigen situation. Like is, Te- is it Teigen or Teigen? I think it's like Teigen in <laughs> reality. Yeah, but but she she even said something about it and was like, everyone is pronouncing my last name not correctly, but that's okay. That's just what I am now. Well, it's the same thing, like, uh, you know, like, um, like Levine. Is it Levine or Levine, you know? Right. Like everyone, I mean, whatever. It, it <laughs> truly is, but, you know, it's, it's semantics. Semantics. But moving on, because yeah. there are several other yes. live broadcast uh, shows that were going yeah. on at the same time. The other one was the the disney family sing-along which i did not watch either yeah um but i heard it was great and you know so much ariana fun. Grande was- oh my god ariana grande okay did the perfect song for her like it was um that song from hercules that um the main girl sings i always forget that you know I don't know the words. I have no idea. But it's like the song, it's the Disney song that kind of most sounds like kind of like a 60s girl group song. It kind of sounds like a Supreme song. Yeah, and she did her own backup singing. Yes, she did. It kind of sounded, so I thought that was kind of the perfect song for her. Um, kind of like a really good pick. And then there was, uh, you know, um, Donny Osmond saying, I'll make a man out of you with his grandkids. One of the best songs. One of the best. And it was so perfect to have his grandkids like come in and be like, they each did a verse. Like, (laughs) so cute. It was so cute. cute. I loved it. Um, And, oh, and then they had like, they reunited like the high school musical cast. Yes. <laughs> We're yes. all in together. But I heard Zach Efron did not sing. No, which was weird because he um he like introduced it, mm-hmm. but he didn't sing. Um, mm-hmm. but um Corbin Blue looks old now. I oh. <laughs> looks like I'm like, aren't we the same age? Because you look like about six years older than me. So. Really? He he looked not that great? Oh I, mean, I need cute, to look up the Oh, he does look okay. He's just aged more than you thought he should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, like when he was younger, he had like, you know, like obviously much different hair. So I think maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But he just like looks older Like life him. happened to him? <laughs> yeah, life has happened. But he still has got the moves. I will say that. He's got the moves. He okay. Was, he's got the moves. So that's I good. mean, 
Sure. And I guess Vanessa Hudgens is pro-quarantine now because she was in it. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably needed this to rehab her her reputation. She probably jumped at doing it. She was just like, oh my God, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't want everyone to be mad at me because I'm a dumbass. I'm not that dumb of a bitch. Yeah, you are, but it's okay. You know. like, girl, get a PR manager. So they could tell you not to post stupid shit. It's so dumb. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Anyways, that because was I do <laughs> want to also mention another live broadcast. All of these live broadcasts I've essentially missed. Uh, today, uh, this is Saturday. Um, oh my god, I don't even know what day it is. April 18th. <laughs> it- Whatever. <laughs> it's April God. God damn. It's it's more than halfway through the month. Um all the days are blurring together. Today there was a One World Together at Home live broadcast. And this was like specifically curated by Lady Gaga. And yeah, it was for um to benefit, I think, healthcare workers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh which is great. Yeah. Um and obviously this whoever's performing is like super stacked Mm -hmm. um so of course there's lady gaga rolling stones elton john j-lo celine dion oprah alicia keys usher stevie wonder taylor swift paul mccartney you know just literally everyone is on this list this is like what what was that it's like live aid Live Aid or yeah, what's the one with like Michael Jackson? Um, and also Stevie Wonder. <laughs> like we are the world. Yeah, we are the world. <laughs> we are the world. We are the children. My favorite part of that song is when Cindy Lauper comes in and she's like, "Well, well, well." <laughs> oh my God! Of course, well, I, love, well. I love Cindy Lauper so much. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of going on. T- well, actually, I think it ended tonight, but... I recorded it. Yeah, I'll I'll be watching highlights tomorrow on YouTube. I do want to see Ben Platt. You want to know what I, I heard? I love him. I mm-hmm. heard, because I read a little bit about it before joining you right now. Um, mm-hmm. I heard that apparently J-Lo sang People by Barbara Streisand. And it actually <gasps> sounded pretty good. That's what I heard. Which is shocking. <laughs> people doing Barbara songs. That's I know. Well, especially people. And like, you know. So I don't know. But I have heard J-Lo's like starting to hone her voice a little bit. But I'm like, I, there's no way it can be as good as Barbara. Hey, I'm, I'm happy for that. And I'm glad that she's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> she's not known for singing. She's known for dancing. But I am a little biased because even. Oh, me too. Barbara. Barbara. You can't do Babs songs. Her voice is like butter. It is like butter. <laughs> and what was it? It was, uh, Remember Glee? And what? Miss Leah Michelle? Leah Michelle, yes. Did Don't Rain on My Parade, which I did think was great. Oh, it was good. Because she 
can obviously sing. She can sing. And actually, I will Broadway say, honestly, yeah. Michelle might be one of the only celebrities that has sang Barbara and come close to it, but she's not at but, but it's still not. But Babs did not like it. Oh, no, she didn't. She did not. I, I remember watching a video clip of uh, Barbara Streisand being like, yeah, my granddaughter asked me if I had, you know, like, if I had heard of that song because she didn't realize that that was actually originally by Barbara, her grandmother. Oh, hell no. And was kind of like throwing shade at at Leah Michelle and was like, who is this bitch? (laughs) I mean, that's fair though, because like, also like, even though Leah Michelle is really, was really good singing that song, like Barbara is just, Barbara's Barbara. Well, I mean, and she, you know, like, she, she has so much charisma and personality in that song mm-hmm. uh, that can't be captured. <laughs> yes. You know, by anyone. So I get why. Uh, but yeah, no, she, it's just hard. It's hard to do. It's just hard to do those types of divas. Uh, and Leah Michelle definitely, I thought, did a really great job. Yeah, she did. She really yeah. did. I I was moved by that song. Me too. Uh, and it also made sense for me for a, you know, a, a, a Jewish showgirl. With yes. Obsessed with yes. Barbara Streisand. It was like an essential part for her character, I think. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But like... Would I have thought maybe Idina Menzel would be a little bit more of a better person to play that or sing that song? Maybe she did play her mom, Rachel okay. Berry. Well, mom. yeah, in Glee. I just mean it's like okay, this isn't fair of a comparison, <laughs> but it's like when <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's like when I'm Bruno. It's like when Bruno Mars did. yeah he did valerie yeah (sighs) again bruno mars great singer he's very good but is he amy whitehouse weird when he did it he kind of added his own bruno mars thing which actually is stolen from brown but that's a different thing it's like you know what i mean he's like stealing from two people out there he was stealing from he was stealing from amy winehouse the song and he steals his moves from james brown so exactly and he's all together appropriating all of it yeah (laughs) Wow, we're really hating on Bruno Mars. No, I I mean, okay, Bruno Mars is okay, but he's all right. Let's he's still better than Maroon forget that he is not black, okay? And that's he not, likes to appropriate every, that culture. That's true. He's everything else but black, but he's not black. He truly is. He is truly everything but black, but he's not. He yeah. appropriates black culture. He does. He does. Because he's somewhat passing. Yeah. And that's not okay. No, it's not. But again, he's a good performer. He's a good singer. And Amy Winehouse also appropriating black culture, being, you know, somewhat of a jazz singer uh, as well. Ronette's beehive. Right. The Ronette's beehive. I mean, like, she also, I mean, listen, everyone steals from black culture. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, this is actually a good tie-in to our movie. Actually. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. It really is a good tie-in. Um, because, yeah, as everyone seems to steal from black culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's a theme. It's a theme in Bring It On. It's a huge theme in Bring It On. <laughs> okay, I have two more hot topics left. Which is one, I don't know if you saw, but Britney Spears, her Instagram is quite nuts. And she's obviously going nuts during quarantine. And she likes to video video herself, like doing weird dances or like changing outfits. And she truly looks like kind of bonkers all the time. So, and I know you're not on Instagram, but you should get on it just for Britney Spears' Instagram. Uh, but she does dance to Justin Timberlake's song uh, "Filthy," and she had this like whole blurb uh, about like, "Oh yeah, like ha ha ha, Justin Timberlake." And then she mentions like that they had like the world's biggest breakup in the last twenty years. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like she kind of like it's like I know you guys are all gonna connect, but I mean this is like a great song. Uh, obviously, but like Justin, this is a great song, and also we had like one of the biggest breakups of last twenty years. And then Justin actually uh, responds to her and like puts like a cry face with emoji and claps applause. So it was just kind of funny because I'm like, oh yeah, you guys dated, it was great. It was great. That was amazing. What I loved it when they were together was before that, there were so many rumors that they were together, but they were like, oh, we're just friends. Like, yes. no. <laughs> no, you just are dating and you come out with a full denim outfit together. Oh, what a... What a Iconic. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> Iconic. Maybe they were like one of the thing. biggest breakups of the last 20 years. I, I will say, I mean... It was big. <laughs> it was. It was big to us. It was I a thought. big one for sure. Yeah, it's one for of them. sure. One <laughs> of the bigs. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was like a fun little like tee hee hee Britney Spears and Justin. And then uh, finally, my last topic is the new Save by the Bell reboot trailer came out. Wait, I didn't see it. Uh, oh, was it good? It's amazing. Uh, our friend Preethi sent it to me. Uh, I know about this. And I will send it right away to you so you can watch. But it's about Zach, who becomes the governor of California. Oh, makes so much sense. And closes, <laughs> and closes a bunch of, like, low lower-income public schools. And so they all have to, like, integrate into fancier bougie schools including Bayside yeah and so it looks like AC Slater is still working at the school as a gym teacher quite quite possibly so it looks like some of the old characters are coming back Jesse Spano is supposed to be in it too Jesse Spano is supposed to be in it as well and uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's in it I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Screech is. No, I, I've heard that it, Dustin Diamond and Lark Voorhees are not involved, because, well, Dustin Diamond obviously is crazy, but Lark Voorhees has also gone crazy. Yeah, so I think they're, they're both like, like yeah. a liability kind of. I don't think yeah. they want them. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really sad. 
when <laughs> you've been denied to do reboot? Yeah, because usually, like, it's kind of nuts. I feel like everybody gets asked back for reboots, but with them, they're so wild. Yeah. Well, Screech, obviously, like, he wrote, like, a tell-all book a while ago. Yeah. And wrote a bunch of, like, crap that all the cast members were like, this is all made up. (laughs) And a lot of this did not happen. So don't believe the sensationalized, stupid-ass book that he wrote. Well, he was also a lot younger than them, so, uh, like, the rest of them. So I think he, there was probably a little bit of jealousy, like, because he wasn't hanging out with the rest of them. And also, I think he probably wasn't, he couldn't have known all that because he wasn't hanging out with them as much. So it's like, right. he saw them on the set, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he was, like, going, the rest of them were all dating each other. Because <laughs> they were the hot ones, and he was clearly yeah, like, he was no. the hot one. Like all the rest of them are hot. Every single one that well, Screech, all, Dustin Diamond also was just like a total creep, like in real life. Whereas it seems like uh, Mario Lopez is is like genuinely like a nice guy. <laughs> Should I tell the story about Dustin Diamond from <laughs> my coworker told me for the uh-huh. podcast? It's no. good. What? No. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. It's kind of funny. But uh, basically, one of my coworkers years ago saw Dustin Diamond at a Renaissance fair. Um, and basically, he was, like, hitting on this girl who was probably, like, very young, apparently. Like, you know, probably, like, like, like could have been underage, like, 17 or 16 no. or yes really awful and so he's hitting on her and and she's like completely like rebuffing him and then he goes do you know who I am and she's like no I don't know who you are and he's like well I'm Dustin Diamond she's like okay still don't know who you are he's like I was on a show called Saved by the Bell and then this girl goes Oh, I think my parents watched that. Oh, gross. Which is so ew, disgusting, but also that girl really got him. Because that's like, yeah. I think my parents watched that. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh. No. That's... oh, but yeah, he's gross. But that's like a real life story. I mean, hearsay, but this is what I believe the person who told me the story. I think oh, like, Dustin what, Diamond is like, fat. Was it the Illinois Renaissance? Yeah, there? it was Illinois. He was in so Illinois. Dustin Diamond was at the Illinois Renaissance Fair hitting on 17 year old girls. Yes. Wow. Or might have been Wisconsin. I, isn't there a Wisconsin Renaissance Fair? I truly don't know. I don't know. It was Illinois or Wisconsin. Um, that's gross. Disgusting. That's a gross gross story. I know. Anyways, we'll move on. (laughs) So basically, he's not, we're happy he's not involved is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna miss Screech by any means. No. Anyways, oh, also, did you, very quickly, did you watch Drag Race? Yes, I did. I did too. What uh, spoilers, everyone? So just move past. Uh, but what did you think about Jan leaving? Um, you know what? I it's hard because 
I don't know. I mean, I, she definitely didn't do as well in this challenge. Um, but I feel like I feel bad for her because I feel like she didn't get her due in all the challenges she did do really well at, like, yes. last week. Like, last week she deserved to win, for sure. Really? Um, and honestly, I actually thought, that, I mean, I knew based on the edit, they were, like, just showing Widow at the, at the Lip Sync for Your Life. I'm like, okay, they're going to just say Widow's safe. But actually, I could see Jan performing the hell out of that song in the corner of my eye. Honestly, that would have been a good one to be like, you're both safe. But I thought that that was going to happen. Because like both be saved. Yeah, because it wasn't really good. But like, I knew just watching years of the show, the way the camera was mostly focusing on Widow, I'm like, they're not, it's not going to be a double Let save. Because if, it, because if it was going to be a double save, the camera would be equally focused on both of them. Ah, uh, okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I get what the judges were saying with like you can smell Jan's desperation. You can. That's true. She was trying really, really hard. But I do think that she is a good queen. Yeah, she is. I mean, I thought, but at the same time, I did think Widow did do a hell of a lip sync performance. She did. She, I, I did think that she should have won the lip sync because yeah, definitely, definitely embodied Shaka Khan way more and i actually thought it was one of the best lip sync performances of the season yeah no absolutely i definitely thought that she did a wonderful job and she deserves to stay because i was honestly very scared that she was not going to because i do love widow me too i love her talking heads they're so funny absolutely she's wonderful and i just can't have her eliminated but i did that i thought that like Gigi goods wasn't that great i thought her runway looked amazing of course but she looks always great yeah she looks good in everything honestly like last week's her her michelle uh michelle (laughs) michelle visage (laughs) Uh, runway look I didn't really care for it was just like a bikini well it also wasn't like to me if you're gonna do a Michelle Visage look like which she had to right do one that is amazing like I think you know like I love like Jan's Glamazonian Airways look which is an iconic look and I also liked um my other two favorite looks last week were um I like Jackie Cox's look. So it was just very, the details were all there. Yeah. Um, which yes. I enjoyed. And then the other one was um, Jada Essence Hall's. Like she like that. She had the icon and like mm-hmm. last week it was so good. I mean, she, Jada, Jada is the dark horse to win. I think. She is. So she's good. truly killing it. And she's done so well. Um, and I, I feel like she's going to definitely be in top four. She has to be. She's so good. I thought, yeah. In terms of commercials, though, this week, I felt like Gigi's was, like, pretty flat. This was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I was happy that my two favorites did the best, which was Heidi and Crystal. They were, both of theirs were so fucking, Heidi's had me rolling on the floor. (laughs) Heidi truly makes me laugh out loud. Yeah. I love her to death, and I'm so glad she's doing well. Oh, I love her. And Crystal Method is like such a sweet. Her her hammering the wigs. <laughs> I did. That was like great. 
I mean, Google is so smart, like just playing. She's so smart because she's really taking what Rue tells her and being like, okay, he likes my mullet. Let's make my brand like the magic yeah. mullet. That's so smart. <laughs> and and I loved her runway. I know it was it was I like corpse makeup, but it it was just really well done. Yeah, it was like corpse bride. Like Lovely. it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, great. And again, com- something completely different with her makeup. So yeah, good for her. I'm I'm really I'm I'm really happy with Crystal. She stepped it up. Yes. So yeah. So it was sad to see Jan go. They're all so good, though. It's hard. Ed, someone has to go, you know. I know. I know. So. But yeah, no. Thought that that was great. Yeah. A couple of great episodes. Drivers. Yeah. So our next segment is going to be about the movie that we both just watched today, which is Bring It On. Yeah. A few facts. It was released August 25th, 2000. It grossed about nine million dollars in the U.S. in the U.S. and was directed by Peyton Reed, who has also directed *The Breakup*, *Yes Man*, and *Ant Man*, and then oh. *Ant Man 2*, yep. and will be directing *Ant Man 3*. Just to go over the stars that were in the movie, so obviously main lead is Kirsten Dunst. All hail Kirsten Dunst. All hail the Dunstasans. Uh, the Dunstasans. <laughs> That's going on right now. <laughs> going on right now. Right now. Um, starring, low, star, starring role on Showtime. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And she's, she's a star. She's a star. She's an actress and star. Yes, love her. Love her. Next, we have Eliza Dushku, your favorite. I love her. Um, I mean, granted, I love her more for her role in Buffy, where she de- she delivers the I- iconic line. At least to me, it's iconic. But it's a, isn't it funny how slaying makes you hungry and horny? <laughs> <laughs> a line she could only deliver. <laughs> only Eliza Dushku can deliver that line. When I said it, it sounded disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's she's also honestly iconic. Uh, like she's fantastic and plays obviously the bad girl who bad girl. That's like always the role she plays in any. Absolutely, any, you know? and also isn't it a little insane that that nice of a school in San Diego of white people didn't have a gymnastics team? Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, I'm a like, great excuse. Like, how can you? It's in San Diego. They don't have a, a gymnastics team. Yeah, it's like, it's like a nice school. Yeah, get out of here. What? What? A, what? A, what, 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 a a dumb, what a dumb like plot that just doesn't make any sense. But anyways, <laughs> out of the many that don't. <laughs> yeah. So she plays. She. Oh, I'm sorry. Kirsten plays Torrance, which is a stupid name. Uh, Eliza <laughs> plays uh, Missy. And then her brother is played by this actor, Jesse Bradford, who plays Cliff, who is... Was the- only in one other movie, Swim Fan. Swim Fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in Clock Stoppers, I think. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my God, it's a terrible movie. I mean, Anyways, <laughs> he was the main love interest, Obvi, uh, which I actually didn't have a crush on, so 
I didn't either. I mean, I remember liking him. Yeah, he was charismatic. I liked him more when I was younger, but then watching it now, I'm like, God, that he's just so sm- like smarmy. Smug. Is that the word? Like he's just very like smug, like smug. smug and like ugh. Like I don't know. There's just something about it. I'm like, oh, I hated guy. I hate guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, not cute at all. <laughs> I know, right? I I just was like, okay, all right. I'm wearing the Clash shirt. I'm so cool. Yeah, like I'm an indie kid. I love punk. Yeah. I like punk. Ooh, let me write a song that's a terrible song. I know, right? Ugh, get out of here. And it sounded like a Green Day song, so I was like, what? Yeah, oh. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, The Clash was actually, actually, The Clash is a cool band. And cool like, band. I don't, real cool I, band. A real cool band, and I don't think they would like your Green Day shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, like, I don't think the Blink-182 esque song that you sang was really very clash like yeah no get out of here anyway <laughs> not that i i mean i love blink 182 <laughs> yeah i was about to say i do live on the small thing i love pop punk but there's a type of pop punk and there's either way if you're gonna different. channel if you're gonna wear a shirt <laughs> of the clash like i'm thinking you are gonna do cool punk not pop punk Anyway. Yeah, that's what I would think too. Whatever. Whatever. And also early Green Day is great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Come on, kidding. I love pop punk, but anyways. <laughs> um, next person is a Gabrielle Union. Oh, she's so good in this. She's amazing. She plays Isis, which is weird. I never knew her name was Isis until I was watching. Or I think that's I think that's what they. No, you're right. That's her yeah. name, but I don't. It's weird because I was like, "Wait, her name is Isis? I don't remember." Yeah, that. That has new meaning now. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> another yeah, another I'm reason sure. why this movie doesn't hold up. <laughs> one of the many. <laughs> one of the very. One of the very many reasons why this movie doesn't hold up uh but she does a fantastic job she's great you forget that gabrielle union was in all of those teen flicks like i just recently rewatched she's all that and she was mm-hmm. in that as well as a side character oh this was in all of them she was in 10 things i hate about you was she, she in 10 things yeah oh she yeah was. she was yeah <gasps> Oh my God! She played uh, uh, Alex Mack's best friend. Yeah, she's so her name. right. Yeah, so she's characters. Yes, she's played every like side hot black girl character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in this one, she's the lead black girl character. <laughs> you know she's what I mean? Neil, what? She's still a side character. Oh, she's a side character, but I mean, like, she's not the best friend, if you will. No, I guess she's not the best friend, so she's not supporting a, a, a white character, but still. Right, right. No, I agree. It's still not right. <laughs> no, she, she deserves more. I'm she, actually, she actually kind of, love basketball, so. Yeah, that's true. And she was like, the main role in that. I do kind of wish she, um, they'd done like a um, spinoff from this movie with just the Clovers. I, I was just them. thinking that too while I was watching that movie. Yeah. It would um, be wonderful to have a Clovers, like a, a deep dive into Clovers. Yeah, and the other two main girls are played by the girls from uh, the musical group Black. 
uh, I was getting there, Neil, and it's all three of them. All three of them. <laughs> all three of them are in this movie. So, of course, Shamari, who is famously in The Real Housewives That's of Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Like two seasons ago. Yeah. Last he season. is now married to a DeVoe. Ronnie DeVoe. Ronnie DeVoe. DeVoe. A new addition. DeVoe. And uh, she was in it, which I was surprised I, I actually did not remember that at all. And I didn't either. Up, it was like everyone from Black was in it. So like the two other girls that were all yeah. like, like uh, talking to each other, they were all from Black. So yeah. And then the the ending credits has their song, As If. Yeah, yeah, As If. <laughs> Which is great. And then everyone else in this movie is kind of unrecognizable. Yeah. So I found out the guy, um, I was curious, um, like, so I was going through the cast list and the guy who plays um, Chan, he's married to um, Kyler Lee, who's in Supergirl. She's uh, like plays Supergirl's sister, who's like a lesbian character in the show. Um, And she was also in like Grey's Anatomy for like a long time. She was uh, Meredith Grey's sister. None of those. That's a blind spot for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only connection I had. So I'm like, I wonder what this guy's doing. I'm like, oh, I know the actress he's married to. <laughs> I know the actress he's married to, but I'm like, I he's done nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, I mean, he's cute, I guess, except he plays really creepy and rapey. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, like, so I remember thinking he was cute when I was younger, and now watching this, I was just, like, mostly disturbed, because I was like, whoa, he's, like, very rapey, keeps talking about, like, like, oh, my finger slipped or something, I'm like, that's assault, sir, (laughs) that's fucked up, that's literally the definition of assault, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's where, that's where all of this, like, inappropriateness begins and yeah don't hold up but this movie is them a scene where him the the gay friend who is leslie yeah yeah are all in the car and they're driving over to the game and jan explains how when he does lifts he likes to slip his finger in to courtney yeah, I think yeah. it's Courtney. Because Courtney's kind of like the bitchy blonde one that's yeah. on the team. And he loves doing lifts and slipping a finger because she doesn't have underwear on. And I so immediately cringed and was like, this so wouldn't work now. Well, also, not just that, you know? I mean, obviously, this is way before me, too. But not just that. Not that that's an excuse. It's fucked up. But, um how homophobic this movie is like i did not remember this as you know i guess i didn't know i was even gay at that time yeah but but, i mean i watching it i was almost triggered by like how many times fag this fag that i mean how many times they called you know like leslie or jan fag or like you know like i thought it was so fucked up and um, it was just treated as a punchline 
Like it wasn't even treated seriously and the amount of times, not even that, but like, you know, they called, um, uh, Missy a dyke and like, like, it was so fucked up. I was really bothered by that. I was actually floored by the amount of homophobic slurs that were thrown out during that movie, because I'm pretty sure this movie was PG 13. And yeah. the amount of times they say, yeah, all of those words that you just said shocked me. It shocked me. And then even there was even a real shocking scene. So I, I don't think it was the same scene when they were in the car that you were talking about. But there was a scene where, you know, they were talking about, like, who's gay, who's not, or whatever. And she's like, and, like, Missy goes, oh, are you a fag? Like, are you fag fluent or something to Leslie? And I'm like, holy fuck. Because he is gay. He's supposed to be gay in the movie. Now, like, I've had instances with people who are gay who will say stuff like that. And I even get freaked out with that. I mean, I'm like, you're gay, whatever. I'll let you say it. But I don't like saying that. But if a straight person said that to me, I'd be like, you better shut your fucking mouth, you ignorant piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I, that, like, I, like, I was kind of, like, laying on my bed watching it from my screen. And when when Elijah Dushku said that, I was like, (gasps) like, it, it, like, perked me up because I was like, what the fuck? yeah and then i remember i i noted it i noted it because it shocked me yeah me too i noted it too because i was like oh my god like because to me for some reason that felt even worse than all of the casual i mean it wasn't casual blatant homophobia but that felt worse because it was straight to a gay person right it was like it's like when the real housewives are like oh these are my gays yes my gays like they own them right like (laughs) we're objectifying gay men because they're my fans you know and they tell me nice things like no this is yeah this is not how this works these are people and just because you have a gaggle of gays (laughs) that appreciate you for being a diva doesn't mean you get to own them you don't so and you don't get to casually throw around words either it doesn't mean that you actually know their experience you're a straight woman right so that really bothered me too yeah honestly it was weird because when we were first texting back and forth and you were like you were telling me about like oh like i honestly don't like this movie we're gonna be an argument by the time that movie is over we don't have an argument because i agree with you (laughs) i was so annoyed while watching i haven't seen this movie in years i was like oh my god (laughs) when you were like we have to watch bring it on i was like I think at first, too, I didn't really have a strong connection to the movie. I did. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Right, right. So this was something that you felt connected (laughs) to. And I remember watching it, but I didn't, it didn't like hit hard for me in terms of, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a Clueless or an Empire Records or Mm. uh, Can't Hardly Wait for me. It, It was, it was truly kind of you know a a teen movie that i enjoyed and was like you know briefly 
a thing because cheer cheerleading and cheer culture kind of became a little trendy at the time yeah very trendy and I was kind of like okay cool like uh, you know I don't mind watching this movie over again especially because like bring it on had a bunch of like weird sequels that went straight to (laughs) bring it on again and bring it on all or nothing just like these really weird like b-level movies that were it's like hayden with like hayden penitier yeah yes and (laughs) you know i was kind of like all right i truly don't connect to cheerleading in any way so it was all very like foreign to me but uh and and like the outside character who eventually gets the hot popular cheerleader girl, like wasn't relevant either. So no, <laughs> I yeah, him, I, I found I, him I, also like, smug and smarmy, and oh, like he was just so annoying. And like I like literally all of the men in this movie were so. I mean, a lot of the women too, to be fair, but all of the men were just so aggravating on different levels. Yeah. Like, no one had like, any redeeming qualities other than the fact that, like, the the main love interest, he, he ends up believing in her. Yeah. Like, but he's still, like, a dick. Like, I, like, there was that one scene where, like, you know, like, she's talking to the cheerleading guy from, like, the cheerleading association. I don't know. But she's talking to that guy, and then he's just like, hey, Dorrance! It's like, dude, you can see she's busy. Like, what? You're more yeah, important. I didn't, really get, I didn't really get that scene. Yeah. I didn't understand that scene, because I'm like, is this is this a scene to indicate that that, like, they're their relationship is starting to kind of fall apart even though she's still dating another guy i didn't get that either and i didn't also didn't understand why he was like mad at her for a while i was like were you mad because did you not know that she had a boyfriend or i I thought he knew so i was confused i was like what is happening do you think she owes you something nothing's happened because between you guys other than flirting and you brush your teeth next to each other so what what is going on <laughs> no i feel like a not not a lot developed between them like they no. didn't have enough of a relationship for him to feel that offended that she pretty much didn't mention that she was dating someone else um or that she was being dropped off by her boyfriend so I think that this is kind of also happening with me just re-watching a lot of these movies. And also, I think we've been ruined by, like, miniseries and television shows that truly, like, character develop and develop relationships. Right. It's harder uh, to do in a movie as well. It's you hard know? to do in a movie. Like, it was, I guess I was, it was hard for me to invest in their relationship. And because I didn't have that, like, extra, like, nostalgic value to this movie, I was truly investigating the plot. And I was like, oh, this doesn't really work. Um, (laughs) I don't feel like he has any right to feel bad at that point. No, I didn't get that either. Um, But... The other guy I want to talk about, not to change subjects, but is her boyfriend, uh, Aaron, I think his name yeah. is. Yeah. That guy, 
is such a monster, but one of the funniest things, I, I don't know why, and something I probably didn't notice in the in 2000, but I thought one of the, the funniest things in this movie, for whatever reason, was they cut from, like, the scene, like, I think it was right after the scene of, um, like, like uh, Torrance was at, you know, Cliff and Missy's house, and you see all the posters on Cliff's walls, like, you know, like, Nine Inch Nails, and, like, Flash, and then they cut to, to Aaron's, and it was, like, Sugar Ray and, like, Matchbox. I definitely noted that. I definitely <laughs> noted that that the music posters are really funny yeah because, yes you know that he's set up as this douche because he has smashbox yeah. posters in his in his room and clearly you know indie uh indie star that is cliff has like cool like punk posters Right, yeah. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was really funny for some reason. Yes, I actually also noticed in both uh, Missy's, so Missy's room had a Bats Maru, like, stuffed toy, which is, like, the owl character from Sanrio. And okay. then uh, Kirsten Dunst, her room had Hello Kitty. And again... Oh, another, did it? I didn't notice yeah. that. I thought that was really funny. I, I don't know why they did that, but it also fits both of their characters because Bats Maru is kind of like a black owl and a little bit moody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass. Whereas, like, you know, Kirsten's, Kirsten uh, Dunst's character is obviously like Peppy and. Peppy and Sunny and. Sunny yeah. and whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I will say there's a lot of camp. Yeah. Lots of camp. You know, the whole spirit fingers and the spirit fingers is funny. Although I again didn't find that guy as funny because he's basically just calling people girls fat, which is not cool. So uh that scene was rough, but but in general, just the spirit fingers part is kind of funny, like where he's like where he's just like, this isn't spirit fingers. This is spirit fingers. Like, he's just so aggressive about it, which that part was kind yeah, of... Uh, yeah, maybe because that whole scene is so played out at this point. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't have the gravitas as, as it did when we originally watched. Right, right. So, yeah, it all kind of fizzled out for me. Like, I didn't actually feel like any of the jokes were funny enough. And then they were all just, like, cheap shots of, like, homophobic. Yeah, honestly, the only things that I laughed at were the posters on the wall and then the cheer puns. Because they're so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. You know what it felt? It felt like um, Pitch Perfect. You know, I I found that movie fun, but the whole like cheerocracy and you know adding cheer to words was very like pitch perfect. Like, Aka. yeah, they did that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, Which is also an overrated movie, Pitch Perfect. But that's another story. But yeah, it just feels very lame. You know what I was wondering while watching it? Um, the characters of Courtney and Whitney, they're so homophobic, but it's like, it feels like almost like there's a tension between them. 
I was wondering, you know, because we were talking about Glee earlier, if Ryan Murphy watched this and was like, what if we did the same thing, but we had them actually be gay? Because they're very similar to the characters of uh, Santana and Brittany on Glee, where they're like, but they were actually were gay. You know what I mean? It kind of reminded me of a similar sort of thing. I wonder if he was like watching this and was like, this is problematic. Let's do like actually make them gay. I don't know. You know? I was just really unimpressed. That's well, fair. But yeah, I was wondering, sometimes I hear things where like, there's like queer creators and they watch things that are problematic and they're like, how would I fix this? You know? So that's what I was thinking when I watched those two characters specifically. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because it just, it just felt very similar to a Santana, Britney situation, but like, you don't ever hear them. They're just like homophobic and fucked up. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't find them redeeming other than the fact that they were just mean. Yeah, they were very mean. Like they like were clever. They weren't clever with their meanness. There no. was a diva like quality that I thought was like impressive. They were just bitchy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like Ryan Murphy characters have a bitchy quality to them, but they're... Obviously- they're endearing. Well, that was kind of my point. Yeah, somewhat to, endearing, like, but bring like, them out. Whereas, like, this, there was no endearing, but, like... Or, like, was, cutting. Yeah. Or cutting, you know? Like, I, I, I would want a bitchy character. Sure. I enjoy bitchy characters now. You want them to be funny. But they need to be funny. And yeah, whereas, like, for instance, like, Santana, Santana in uh, Glee is very funny. Like, I, she's hilarious. One of the funniest characters on that show. So, you know. Ugh, I don't know. I don't love Glee. <laughs> I mean, I didn't love it, like, like the later seasons, but the earlier seasons I did like because there were a lot of like good queer characters. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, so. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, guess I, I mean, it got bad for sure, but like the earlier seasons were good. So. I don't know. I don't care about that show either. <laughs> no, I, mentioned it. Uh, uh, I know I mentioned it originally. <laughs> you did mention You mentioned it. <laughs> I mentioned it, but like, I don't think I could ever care about that show enough to say that Santina was like a great funny Santina was a great I think she was a good lesbian character but you know she was like a fun bitchy character I thought but you know probably my favorite character on that show honestly but (laughs) the coach oh yeah but she got played out too on that show why am I blinking her name um Oh my god. Sue. Wasn't that the character's name? Sue? Coach Sue? No, 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 no. Her real name. Oh, um, no, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, what is that actress? She won, like, an Emmy for that. She's <laughs> very famous. She's very famous. She's a very famous person, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Jane yeah, Jane Lynch is great Jane in that show. Sylvester. <laughs> uh yeah no i mean believe me i watched all of well i've seen most of glee because i don't think i watched the last 
Two I didn't seasons? watch like the last like three seasons, probably. Yeah, I I didn't finish the seasons, but I don't think I can confidently say that I thought that Santana was a great character. I like Santana because they gave her growth. Because at first she was like this sort of like um, just fake cheerleader, and then they had her like gave her a coming out plot line. She was in love with Brittany, and they did like you know, a bunch of stuff with that. But that's why I liked her. But um, I like when they can have a bitchy character and, like, kind of redeem them a little bit. But um, anyways, so. Yeah. She's like a Cordelia to me on Buffy, so. Who also. I love Cordelia. Yeah. Cordelia is great. Uh, yeah. I, yes, I'm glad that we gave Santana a some depth. Yeah, she didn't at first, but they gave her line so that she had, you know, something more going on. So I was glad that she she had that. And sure, coming out story is great, but I don't know if I really had any feelings about her character in general. I mean, I prefer other Ryan Murphy productions too, Cleo. Yeah. I prefer a feud or, you know, <laughs> specifically oh, feud. Yes. I love that. I mean, I, I love Jessica Lane. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, <laughs> not a feud show, but that's a great show. Jessica Lane. Well, yeah, but there's something about Ryan Murphy, like, shows that, like, they, they're really stylized. They have, they are, they are. The, you know, you know that you've made it when you have a certain style that you know is like, oh, that's a Ryan Murphy production. So yeah. you think that he's he's gotten a really cool like characters out of yes, like a Jessica Lang who truly is is an amazing actress and then um a lot of other iconic like female characters. I do think that he does that really, really well. Uh but yeah. Do you think a lot of his plots and storylines start to fizzle out or get a lot of things are kind of done for like shock value? Um, and you know, yeah, so that's kind of the problem. I think that's why he's kind of better when he's in small doses when he's just doing like his one season stuff, like People versus OJ or you know, Assassination of Gianni Versace, like that stuff. It's just okay, one. One good season. Now we're done. On to the new thing. I thought thought Darren Chris did such a good job on that show. It was so good. He he did. But Darren Chris Chris is so good. He's such a good actor. He is Um, fantastic. I I just like him a lot. Uh, I think he does such a good job callback uh he actually was at the 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 disney you know yes. disney thing and he did um i want to be like you ooh, ooh, from the jungle book and it was so much fun <laughs> like he's like Aww. playing the, like the bongos like <laughs> get a crown <laughs> it was a lot of fun that's cute i love it i love it yeah it was really cute but, <laughs> anyway but yeah no ryan murphy has a certain style so like i respect him for what you know he's done and glee was truly a different type of show but i don't have a love for it that's fair that's fair love for that show so like i really couldn't commit to saying like i truly yeah character was great 
Yeah, I mean, I liked parts of that show. I really liked parts of that show, but it's not, like, my favorite show or yeah. anything like that. I don't think but. anyone is claiming that Glee <laughs> It's not my... I'm not a Gleek or whatever they Thank call themselves. Thank you so much for clarifying, because I was like, I don't... I want to clarify that. I, I, I thought those characters were similar. That's all. That's what I was saying, mm-hmm. but... Thank you, thank you. I will say um, there was one uh, one person back to the movie, bring it on, Yeah, uh, that I do recognize, which was uh, Big Red, who was played by Lindsay Sloan, who was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, right. The original Sabrina. Was she, who did she play on there? Was she one of her... She played Valerie, who is Sabrina's, like, best friend. That's what I thought, one of her friends. That's what yeah, I and I thought that it was, like, really funny because she plays, like, a very meek character as Sabrina's, like, side, like, best friend. And then she's a huge bitch in this, so. <laughs> yeah, she's a huge bitch. She's a monster. And we forget that the reason why we were also talking about the white people stealing Black culture was that this whole entire story was surrounded by the whole um, uh, Toro's cheerleading team was stealing all their routines from Compton cheer team, the Clovers. And yeah, it just, it's, it's like facts. (laughs) Facts. It's fucked up. And you know what was also fucked up? When they found out this information and then they bring it back to the team, most of them are like, well, we can't change our routine now. So they're just like gonna do the same. For a while, they were planning on doing the same routine, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Also, like, I don't know. I've never been in high school sports, but... Don't you still, even if there's a captain of the team, don't you have an actual coach? Yes. That was another thing that I was going to mention. I was like, where are the coaches? Where are the adults? Where are they? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, there's an entire docuseries on Netflix called Cheer and is very much based around the coach. Right. The coach is a big part. It's a huge part. I don't know why the captain of the cheerleading team would have to hire a choreographer to do their dances. Right. You should have a coach that would be doing that for you. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought it was especially a very fancy school in San Diego to that has won, you know, years upon years of championships at Daytona. They wouldn't have a coach exactly yeah so like this fancy school can't uh, can't have a coach for their cheerleading team or a gymnastics team what (laughs) yes um and for a second i thought i was like you know it kind of feels like this movie was written by a man it was not (laughs) no it's written by a woman but it was a woman who also wrote for sex in the city did you see that (laughs) Yes, which and that kind of fits too because Sex in the City could also be problematic. <laughs> uh, you're so right. Like, does this woman hate women? <laughs> <laughs> she writes these female characters pretty poorly. <laughs> yeah, I, 
yeah also it's just like yeah and they're all like just calling each other sluts left and right I'm like what is happening it's like it's like they're taking from queer culture and inputting it into like these straight female characters and not giving queer characters any credit and then saying homophobic slurs <laughs> wow that I'm <laughs> starting to hate this movie <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? I mean, I just, yeah, I just really didn't have too much love for this movie. And I feel bad because it, you is, feel bad. it is an iconic movie. No, it is iconic. I, I was going into it being like, this probably is one of my favorite teen movies from being a kid like I'll I'll be honest like 10 things I hate about you is also one of my favorites but as a kid I I probably liked bring it on more Mm -hmm. but re-watching it I'm like actually 10 things I hate about you is a it's better it's much better um yeah yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed that a lot more um yeah it's I enjoyed that a lot more watching it than bring it on I think as an adult I mean so. Yeah, it it didn't. Well, first off, I will say that this movie hasn't been as stacked as some of the other movies we've we've been watching during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So really, like your biggest actors are going to be Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union, and right. then obviously your favorite Elijah Eliza Dushku, which is someone that you specifically enjoy I specifically love yeah it's really been doing a lot of stuff lately so there's actually another uh Buffy actress in this movie uh so the actress who plays um Courtney Claire Kramer she was uh one of the main villains in the fifth season of Buffy she played Glory Um, so right and she was what's funny is she played like that villain as like this like she was a god basically but she was like really bitchy but like in a fun way unlike Mm -hmm. in this movie (laughs) so like she's bitchy in this movie too but she was much more fun in Buffy so oh she's way better in Buffy in my mind yeah you know what I'm talking about did you watch that because I remember so I've seen Buffy I just don't know if I've really seen it like consecutively right 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 um i don't think i saw it in order uh but you know i'm talking about yeah it's that season where like buffy all of a sudden had a sister (laughs) yes yes that was that was crazy i was like what are they doing michelle trattenberg tends to ruin everything that she is in (laughs) she was she was also inserted into Gossip Girl at some point, and I was like... Yeah, she does do that. But I will say, she wasn't... Like, she was very annoying in that show, but, like, she didn't ruin that season. That was a good season. <laughs> despite, <laughs> despite her randomly being inserted in there, all of a sudden, well, Buffy... Happened. I just felt like, as soon as she was introduced... Like, her mom dies, right? Yeah, like, halfway through that season. Halfway yeah. through that season, which was yeah. shocking. That was, like... Yeah, I, like, natural causes. I was, like, what's happening? That was one of the best episodes of television I've ever watched. I, I agree. I agree. I, I was, like, this has never happened before. This is crazy. They're killing off this, like, main character. I was, like, what are they doing? 
Yeah, and of natural causes, not of yeah, like someone. Yeah. You had like an embolism, a pulmonary embolism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I love that they just didn't revive her, even though like there's supernatural shit all over the place. But um but that they, they attempted to the next episode they attempted to like dawn attempted to you know her sister and then it like was gonna backfire and so they she they pulled the plug on it yeah they so she stayed dead but i will say though that was the turning point for me yeah when so was live i was like oh i don't know if i really want to continue watching this show anymore fair <laughs> maybe fair. i hate michelle trattenberg <laughs> <laughs> one of the smartest things they did in that episode was so all the other characters you see them in like real time reacting to the no- the news of Buffy's mom's death and you know um, but what they did with Michelle Trachtenberg is so Buffy goes to her school and uh, you see you see Dawn like basically like them her telling Dawn like outside of class and you don't see, hear Dawn, you don't hear her, you don't hear Michelle Trachtenberg, you can just see her reaction, and that's more powerful because her voice is annoying. <laughs> so you don't, <laughs> you just yeah. like see it instead of hear it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just lost interest after she was introduced and I was like, this show is going bonkers. Uh, yeah, it did. The other two seasons weren't as good. Well, I was that. like, why does she have a secret sister? Anyways, she was she was a key to another dimension or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is when I was like, I don't know about this anymore. But yes, I do remember that character specifically because I was like, why does she look so familiar? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and I do remember her being fantastic on Buffy so yeah she was she was a really great villain I think for me she's probably like the number two villain ever on Buffy like she's really good right right no that's amazing so I mean yes she you know that she can do a good job she I obviously she plays bitchy really well uh I just felt like she didn't have a lot of really great jokes no she didn't have a lot of good material the only like memorable line that she had was that Torrance is a cheer tater but I mean, that's still pretty stupid. So. <laughs> uh, I, again, it was like gimmicky and like, like didn't really hold up. Yeah. yeah. As, like an actual joke for me. Right. Yeah. It's not. I we all know it. Because I was like, you know what? This is a bit of a raunchier movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was definitely so much more camp campness. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, let's hear all of these jokes. And I felt like every punchline, f- like, fell flat. Yeah, well, a lot of it was. It wasn't very, laughing out loud during this. No, a lot of it was very like whore this, slut that, fag this, dang um, this. Like that was the punchline for almost everything. And I really didn't remember that as. I mean, I or maybe I just didn't. Maybe. Who knows? I'm, I was a child. I was probably trash. I probably liked it. You so, you know, but uh, but I was a kid, so I don't know. You're but. a kid. Honestly, when I was re-watching Empire Records, I was like, oof, the acting. <laughs> <laughs> this is rough. 
that movie i truly had so many feelings and nostalgia for so there were so many and there was a lot of music and stuff that i was like really connecting to so there were other aspects to it but this this movie yeah it fell flat for me even though we had our our queen, Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Well, it's okay. We'll watch her in another of the 10. Well, she has <laughs> legitimately been in so many good other movies. Oh, like, Kristen Dunst? Yeah. Yes. Like, like. You know what we should watch eventually is uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I yeah, loved her now. That's yeah. what I was going to suggest because that's all I wanted to watch after I watched that movie. I was <laughs> Although I have watched that recently, and there's also a lot of problematic stuff in that as well. But it's not as absolutely, absolutely. There's this whole Asian thing in Drop Dead Gorgeous that I was like, yikes. There's also that guy with like special needs, and they say yes, Will Sasso's character, which which was rough as well. Definitely, like that movie doesn't hold up as well either. But for the but all the other stuff is still funny. Ellen Barkin and Allison Janney. The two of them are fucking fantastic. And also Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley is amazing in that. So good. Because she is supposed to be terrible, right? Like she's supposed to be an evil person. Yeah, she's a monster in that. And it was so good. (laughs) It was. And it's so, it's so, oh, and. And my queen, Denise Richards. If you haven't watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yet, the first episode. I saw the first episode. Oh my God, I loved it. Um, but yeah, Denise Richards starting to be a real, real bee in that. You can tell, the, you can see it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted from Denise Richards. She's also like not playing around with like essentially a scripted show. She's just yeah. like, she's like, actually don't want to film anymore because you guys are now just like starting fucking rumors and ruining my reputation. And I was like, oh no. Like, you know, it, I think it was, I saw a meme online that was like, you know, it's a great scene when you start um, seeing scenes with like cameramen. Like, yeah. Like, when they film something. I love that breaking they, the fourth they kind wall. Of, yeah, they break the fourth wall. You know that that like shit is going down. Yeah, well, there was a scene towards the end of that where she starts going, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, like she said that. And so I was reading something the next day where Kyle Richards was saying that apparently, um, like, in the first season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, her and the other OGs, when there was, like, something they didn't want to air, they would go, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And then they would, like, you know, say, hey, Andy Cohen, and do all that stuff, right? Yeah, um, and he's like, None of, we don't do that anymore, but it must have gotten back to Denise Richards, because that's what she was doing, not knowing that they would air that, which is so funny. So funny. Yeah. But it is, I mean, but it is breaking the fourth wall. So I get yeah, yeah. I get that trick, but they obviously used it. They don't care about that anymore though. They'll break the fourth wall in Bravo and it's They amazing. will. They yeah. will. But it is really funny. Yeah. I am also really excited uh that Beverly Hills when you when you involve Brandy, shit's gonna hit the fan and it's gonna be excellent television. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 Sorry, this is not a Bravo podcast, but I had to bring it. Drop Dead Gorgeous, I had to talk about the news. We're going to talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. We can't 
not talk about Denise Richards, who does play this like amazing, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy bitch. But I also love that like Denise knows her place in terms of acting. She is not that good. No. And she cannot pull off a Minnesota accent. <laughs> no, so she doesn't even try. She doesn't even try. Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> like, I know her she accent. In that. I remember that. I know Kirsten Dunst's accent is not the greatest, but she does it and it's great. And it's, it's still, but it's almost like it's not the greatest. Yeah. It's so, but it's so like affected that it's actually pretty funny. It's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, he is committing. Yeah. And that's amazing. So, yeah, no. I I I I agree. There're definitely characters and scenes that are still so 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 not okay today. But there's still some really funny funny moments and really great jokes in that. that yeah, movie. really funny. Oh, and it's a good it's a satire. It's a good satire. Well, also that movie is iconic like it it has like a cult following it's also amy adams first film yes and uh, britney murphy is also amazing in that oh yeah britney murphy there's so many great people in that movie it's amazing that movie is stacked (laughs) that movie is very much stacked Um, yeah but you forget yeah like britney murphy was great she was great and clueless She's great and everything. Yeah, Brittany Murphy is a, a good actress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow, we've really tangent from this. Sorry, right, we did a lot of tangents. It's my fault. That's no, funny. that's not. That's just how this goes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, overall, I think I was like, yeah, this movie's fine. Yeah, it's fair. And you know, I think after this experience, I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> Like I, it's just too many, too many homophobic gay jokes. Yeah, I was honestly, I was triggered by it. I, I was truly like, it just, it felt like to me, like you know, when I was coming out, and I would hear that stuff so often. You don't hear it as much anymore, um, not barely at all. I feel like, I mean, it still happens, obviously, but but like, I feel like back then it was very, very common. And it was just, sure. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's definitely the humor of the times um, at the expense of an entire community. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I Fuck you, Peyton Reed, who directed this film. <laughs> you know, people can grow. And I do like Ant-Man, though. <laughs> yes, right? Like, I believe that people can grow. This is truly a movie of the times, but yeah, Ant Man, Ant Man, and Ant Man and the Wasp were both fun movies. I'll they give were, them that. They were fun Marvel movies. You've got a uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, don't Michael really, Douglas. Don't really <laughs> love Evangeline Lilly, but oh, uh, maybe she'll be on the next uh, quarantine special, trying to rehab yeah, her image. So, so, donate money to help out with this whole situation because she was such a piece of shit before but yeah still people who are protesting who are arguing for freedom so <gasps> maybe she inspired an entire group of protesters no she didn't that was her president fuck him <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
but I think that that's it for for Bring It On. I I, I still love Kirsten Dunst, and and I will say uh, Eliza Dushku still amazing. She looked yeah. amazing. What? Like, she looked amazing in this movie. Oh yeah, Eliza Dushku is beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah, and stunning. Absolutely stunning. I mean, yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, for a while. I was such a big fan of hers. Like, I would watch anything she was in. Like, if she was in it, I'd watch it. Like, I watched, she had that, like, a TV show uh, on Fox called True Calling, which I'm sure nobody has watched. But I watched all two seasons of it. And then, <laughs> in, like, Dollhouse or something? Oh, yeah, she did a Joss Whedon show, Dollhouse. That yeah. I didn't watch as much, but I watched uh, True Calling for sure. I like that you watch True Calling and not Dollhouse. Yeah, you'd think I would watch Dollhouse because it's Joss Whedon. But but True Calling I kind of like because it kind of reminded me of a show that I used to watch with my parents called Early Edition with Kyle Chandler. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I love. That's why I like that. (laughs) I I love Kyle Chandler. I'm, I have. I'm attracted to Kyle. Me too. I'm specifically <laughs> attracted to Kyle Chandler as um, uh, Coach Taylor in Coach Friday Night Taylor. He's got total like zaddy vibes. Oh, he's the definition of a dill to me. 100% in. So hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. I'm glad we're both attracted to Kyle Chandler. Oh, I am, I am <laughs> so attracted to that man. Oh my God. Listen. Dead. Anybody who's in a TV marriage with Connie Britton, that's man. Connie Brit, Connie Britton's a queen. Yeah, amazing. She should be in a lot of things. Yeah, she should be in everything. And I don't get it. She needs to. She played. Didn't she play uh, Faye Resnick? Oh yes, she did. (laughs) She played the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Ryan Murphy, thank you. Applause. Thank you. Yeah, see, there's things about Ryan Murphy you have to give it up for. Not oh my God. Listen, I still, you know me, I love, I love like queer content myself. Yeah, yeah. I am absolutely a fan of queer culture and queer comedy. So Ryan Murphy is definitely you know revolutionary when it comes to when it comes to queer entertainment so i i'm i'm totally there for it i just felt like glee was lame no that's fair that's fair <laughs> i agree i mean that's, that's fair. like just like unfortunately i think the um the politician is a bit on the lame side too even though i haven't I watched it yet absolutely love ben platt i think he does a fantastic job and he can sing to me all day. I would love it. But, uh, but yeah, like, I just feel like Ryan Murphy is a hit or miss. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree. Like, but, I would never oh, watch 911 or whatever. <laughs> no, thank you. Gotta make money, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, anyway. yeah, I, uh, I think we can end here with, with the pod about Bring It On. So, uh, I would say if you want to have some cheerleader content, go for the cheer doggy series on Netflix instead. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I will too at this point. Maybe I'll finally watch cheer. Maybe. Maybe. Like when it's not not as relevant anymore, but I'll still I know. I was gonna it. say, like 
it's it's kind of moved past its moment but that's okay it's still like if you're ever bored because it's quarantine times it's a it's a fun show to watch and you'll love jerry he's he's a fucking uh angel yeah also um i'm just gonna play i'm like i'm gonna plug this like i'm on the show but if you want some fun queer content anyone who's listening should watch Katie Keene because there's a great gay character on there who's also a drag queen and it's amazing and they've done some like gay plot lines that I (laughs) haven't seen on television oh okay (laughs) yeah like like they're dealing now with the idea of like um like there's a lot of not maybe most a lot of gay men are in open relationships and they're kind of dealing with the idea of approaching that and I think that's kind of interesting um because that's pretty common in the gay experience so but not something you see a lot on tv so i'm kind of excited network television for sure not yeah especially not on network television though so um cool beans yeah so watch lucy hale (laughs) okay well uh we're gonna end and say good night and goodbye Goodbye. Bye.